Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you enjoy Film Sack? Probably, because you're here. Well, thanks for being here, first of all. And second of all, if you feel like supporting shows like this on the Frog Pants Network, there's a way to do it. Go to patreon.com slash frogpants today. What is it? Our biotechs are in full meltdown mode. This is a highly resilient organism, able to survive the bitter cold of space and the searing heat of reentry. Initial cellular diagnostics show it exhibits monoploid characteristics with high levels of calcium dipicolinate, both commonalities to an endospore. A spore? Jesus. One thing's for sure, it ain't from around here. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Everybody, welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Episode three hundred and ninety. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. Go on, Superman Dunaway. Oh, I will. Oh, hi. hi. This week on. Wait, is that Daniel Craig? Because that guy looks a lot like Daniel Craig. Hmm. Does Daniel Craig have a brother? Is there a <laughs> Danny Craig? Maybe a Donnie Craig? Mm. Hold up. That is Daniel Craig. Uh oh, I think I just missed 15 minutes of the movie lost in some kind of Daniel Craig brother doppelganger spore mind loop. And for a brief moment, the world was just a little bit better <laughs> for the possibility of two Craigs. Uh-huh. Twist ending, he has a brother. Twisted sister ending, he also has a sister. <laughs> the Craigs. More interesting than this movie. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig. Pre pre bond. I'm serious. I was like, I, I I literally saw Daniel Craig in the opening, you know, his his first couple of shots, and I literally did not think there was any way that that was Daniel it's Craig. His hair, I thought dude. that has to be somebody that looks like him. It's his hair. It's his hair. I'm it telling totally you. Totally freaked yeah. me out. Yeah, his hair's weird. Also with us, Randy. I think the waiters barfed in there. Jordan. Aloha, <laughs> Scott. Brian. Hi. Thanks, Brian. In today's world news, a mysterious virus has gripped the attention of the international scientific community. Uh, Sorry, sorry, I feel like we've heard that one before. The spreading pandemic afflicts victims with zombie-like symptoms, but does not turn people into traditional zombies. No, this is different. 
Okay. I apologize. It's just this this news piece is so formulaic. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Researchers at a local hospital who will somehow have the expertise and experiments to understand the alien microorganism are set to put an end to it and be elevated to news superstardom by the end of the day tomorrow. <laughs> well, really? So it's just going to be, it, this is deus ex machina in real life. Okay, all right. In entertainment news, Steven Spielberg has located a group of five plucky preteens who are also solving the global crisis while every adult in their mid-sized Midwestern town succumbs to it. Nice. Back to you. Nice. <laughs> it's a great, best local news ever. I'm enjoying it. Uh, finally, Brian punched the neighbor kid, and now he's my new son, Ibbet. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Uh, hello, Carol Bennell. I'm here from the Census Bureau at 9 p.m. on a Thursday oh, yeah. night because that's how we do things now. And this isn't the big official paperwork census. No, this is the, I'm just going to come into the house and barf in your coffee census. What? You still don't want to let me in? I can offer you a gift certificate to Chili's for just a few minutes of your time. Still no, huh? Okay. Chili's gift certificate and a copy of VeggieTales on Blu-ray. No? It's almost as if you had to deal with somebody in your life being turned into a mindless drone by a controlling outside force. I don't know, maybe like a husband or something? Hey. <laughs> you had me at Chili's, though. Yeah, I was ready. Yeah. I'm like, come in. I'm always ready. I, I'm that was... Those, those, I'm gonna go have yeah. chicken crispers on you. Yeah, and those uh... that was such a weird scene. It was just like uh, it, it. On one end of the spectrum, I was like, "That's absurd. That mm. would never happen." And then I'm like, "Oh my god, that is so absurd that it's scary." Yeah, it is scary. Well, the, that but the fact that, like, all right, number one, he can reach through that little slot. <laughs> the door. What, how what, how good is that chain thing if you can fit a human arm in there to remove the chain? Right. Thing? And right. Number, t- number two. Good. Oh, number two, he's like in a, you know, do what he can to like kick down the door so forcefully it throws her back. But then when she finally gets it closed and locked, he's just going to kind of shrug his shoulders and say, well, I guess I can't use this briefcase to break a window. And also, by the way, who has all these homes where you and I can see each other while I'm inside and you're outside so clearly? Yes, exactly. I I have never. Yeah. Those those windows would have a goddamn curtain, okay? <laughs> yeah, they should. Why they don't, nobody knows. Hey, the yeah. movie's The Invasion, by the way. Uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, this deal that's basically just a, another riff or take on the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, 2007. Yeah. Yep. Now, I'm going to just get it out now. <laughs> please, please, uh, get it out. <laughs> this is... Uh, a not a great movie. It's kind of poorly made. Um, what? You can kind of <laughs> hold on. Them, hear me out. You can tell that this director, Oliver Herschel Bergel, Beagle, Beagle, Herschel Bergel, Herschel, it's something like that. It says uh, trivia says it's his first English speaking movie. I think it shows. Sometimes this happens. It's difficult to <laughs> to to say. But uh, outside of Nicole Kidman's performance, which is which is fine, uh, everyone else is kind of terrible. Uh, all that being said and how derivative the material is and everything else, I had a blast watching this movie. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I was in the right mood or something, but I enjoyed the hell out of the invasion. Can we please reel it back out outside of Nicole Kidman's performance? The worst thing in the film, everyone else was really good, Scott. Oh, that is crack that you're smoking there because everybody... (laughs) everybody's bad except for her. And I'm not saying she's doing anything great. I'm saying 
she's you know it's phoned in it's not her best work by any stretch of any imagination I but it's it's fine disagree with that who who's good name someone who's good in this i thought like, I'm with jeffrey wright I, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright, Wright was amazing. No, this is Jeffrey Wright's job. All he did in this movie was sit there, and go, "Wow, you got the techno babble, 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 babble," and that's all he said. That's all he was like, "Right, right." He played <laughs> the he played the role he was given. He did it well. Okay. All of the older people, the people uh, at the dinner party, they were all great. Oh, I don't. Kidman, oh, yeah, no. I actually, no, no, no. I actually were... thought. No, 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 no. I genuinely <laughs> believed most of this film that we were going to find out Nicole Kidman was patient zero and she'd been a zombie all along. She was so <laughs> stone cold. Zero chemistry with anyone, including her own kid. You would think a, a woman mm -hmm. could yeah. figure out how to act in a way that seemed motherly. No. She was horrible. I actually, I actually thought that was great because it showed... I actually thought that was intentional because if you we first get introduced to the ex-husband's home life, uh, and he goes home to uh, uh, what's the, what's the lady's name, uh, his girlfriend. Yeah, uh, she goes to her anyway. He goes home, and his girlfriend is oh. sitting on the couch, and the house is a disaster. I and actually so, thought it was the babysitter. I did too I did because too, she's so yeah. much younger, but it's such a disaster. And so and then they then they bring Nicole Kidman's character back in. We get to see her home life, and she is such a organized, structured person. You see now why uh, there was there was tension between uh, you know between the two actors or the, the two characters during uh, during their marriage. So I actually <laughs> I like didn't the, keep the place clean. <laughs> yeah. I actually like the fact that she was very clinical. I thought it played to her character. I think she played that well. That was one of the few things that I, I kind of actually like was how. Wow, I did not. I certainly didn't pick up on any of that. It makes sense. I mean, I can see. I think he's just a, a mess because he's always on the road traveling and. Right. Kind of does. But he comes home to her, and she's pretty much, you know, she's she's a little younger. She's blonde. She's everything that his wife was essentially younger but a mess yeah. well, but she, who is she anyway because she says i could have been sleeping in my own bed so is she mm -hmm. is she an ex is she a current girlfriend she's why current is she girlfriend no she's well, right? in the bucket sleeping in the bed next to him when he's all all uh uh skinned yeah, up she, she did she slept next to him when oh, he all hold on yes. chick so, you say chick here's bucket nice to meet you uh, what she's yeah. a chick in the bucket yes yeah, she so, disappeared pretty early sure. on she's she an actress oh my goodness like i'm racking my brain for her name i know she's, she's, a, she's, she's, lots of things. she's uh, a deep she's sleeper she yeah can, she can sleep it. through her, anything her is the only, main thing her only purpose in this film was for the director to have her go into a bathroom that was very brightly lit and take off some clothes totally yeah yeah but that that everything was Everything yeah. was. I actually did like how he he went. So so the the last one we saw was Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the seventies, and it was a very dark movie. Almost everything took place at nighttime. Mm -hmm. Everything was cast. Yeah. This this movie was very bright. It was a nightmare in the daytime. It's, and uh, well, I kind of like that. It's bright, but it still feels like the director had a puke green filter yes. on the camera the entire movie. He did. Like, and that, right, here's, here's a bright, clean, well, yeah, of course. Everything I mean, was a bright, clean look subway, yeah. well lit. Yeah, but why is there right. still like this garbagey puke tint on <laughs> Right. Like Randy said, it, there was some really good. Okay. So I think this movie, like we had said, the director is not English speaking. This is his first one. There was a lot of good things. He got a certain distance in this film and they took it out of his hands and they had the Wachowskis. Come in and uh, finish up stuff. Yeah, and they finish rewrote up some or editing. something, right? And this movie, I think this movie really suffers from that split vision. Uh, 
in the end. There's an uncredited uncredited director, James McTeague, and I don't know what uh, his deal was if he came in later yeah. to pick up. A, he did. Uh, okay, was that the thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. He came I didn't have a problem with any of the tone of it. I liked that it was kind of nonstop crazy. Like, I had fun with it. I don't know if I just like the trope yeah. of the invasion of the body snatchers mm-hmm. idea in the first place or something, and I, I think yeah. I do. The idea of everyone being kind of a drone and saying we're coming you're next so and so and then you know at the end of the you're very the, the only person you could rely on the whole movie is now one of them and it is it is really fun to imagine yourself in this situation no it's not like i'm yelling at her for a good first hour going how has she not figured out like i would have figured right. out that people were turning into zombies within but a few seconds of, of them yeah, basically, when you're walking down the street and you see everybody standing there at the bus stop all staring at you, and then you look over the other side of the street and everybody's all staring at you, that's pretty much a point. I'm like, okay, all right, there's yeah. some, uh, this isn't the flu. Also, <laughs> right. something a lot worse. Also, by the way, she's a human psychology expert, <laughs> and and the movie wants to tell a morals tale about uh, psychiatric drugs, but it decides, eh, let's just let's just introduce that subject and not really talk about it right yeah okay it, it gets it yeah there was a lot of loose threads and i mean this thing was loosey loose threads but i i, I don't know that i i'm with scott i enjoyed myself i had a lot of fun but sometimes i did it. feel like i mean it's not good it's not good it's i don't want to confuse i don't want anyone to hear me and go oh my gosh scott yeah. what's wrong with you i'm i'm not saying this is good or that it's uh you know it compares even favorably to the 70s remake or the original book or anything no. i'm just saying mm. There, there was fun to be had, and the pacing I think is what was good for me because it just was ridiculous and bad, but but consistently so, and had a really good rhythm to it. And it was always mm-hmm. something actiony happening, and somebody chasing somebody, and all the tropes are there on full display, just big, thick dollops I of tropes. Did not have fun with this. <laughs> I did not have fun. I didn't love it. What? Yeah, but what? What was there? Any yeah, specific? what was missing for you? Yeah, yeah uh, any sense of um reality <laughs> not reality I, well sure but i mean any sense of of uh urgency all right so really all i have to do i can get through this and all i have to do is just be stoic and kind of walk through and not show any emotion great it seems like a really uh, relatively easy thing to do once you figure out that you can do that right and yet you know she still breaks out of that like still still blows it time and time again like oh oh wait no i'm sorry no emotion mm-hmm. she always like that can you imagine See, okay lack lack of sleep i think we all well, get kind of wonky so i mean to yeah. to maintain your composure and and also to have like you know can, can you actually go a week without sleep it just seems like i don't think you can i couldn't go 24 well, hours without sleep could and you well, and you can and if you go to sleep for just a couple minutes you get all micro patchy right yeah. you get all patchy but you can wake yourself <laughs> up out of that with some mountain dew and some pills <laughs> Like also, okay. also, these aliens have zero. They have crappy security. It's like they first yeah. of all they didn't think about well, what if someone's got an immunity because of some weird disease they had? Okay, well we don't really have an answer for that. If it happens, we just right. kill them. Uh, but then the worst part is, how do we know that everyone around us is properly converted? Exactly. They just yes. you just look at them for a minute and make sure they look bored. Right, exactly. Okay, yes. And then if you don't, you get twelve of your best friends to chase them all <laughs> over would, the city. Then if they would have watched me while I was watching this film, they would have thought that I was converted. <laughs> Scott, Scott, I need you to, I need you to rein it in. You were winning me over. Yeah. Let's come back. <laughs> all right. I still know everything that they, everything that Brian didn't like, it worked on me, and 
I don't know uh, why. I don't know why. I don't even think the characters are that likable. Like, I kind of think... I'll buy... You know, I'll buy that that Rick and Glenn can smother themselves with zombie guts and walk down the streets of Atlanta yeah, to get right, to a car right, and, and escape right. because the zombies don't smell that they're alive or whatever. Right, right. But but yeah, the the biggest the biggest uh, head scratcher in this film is okay. Well, uh, all you have to do is just act like you're you know a, a zombie and they'll ignore you. I, well, I like and, I actually this movie and this series this whole story taps into a couple of real primal fears for me. And that is, uh, you know, it's a real thing. It's a real thing where people believe, uh, you know, the person they're with has been abducted, right? They believe that they're not the person sure, who they say they are. And so that's a real primal fear. And it gets me every time. And the fact to not make any mistakes as a human being, you can't make any mistakes to conform and to show up. And, oh, my God, I feel like I make mistakes constantly and to have that kind of pressure on me to walking through the street and not to flinch oh my it's gosh also, not flinching it's, oh it's also fun that this movie was made a few seconds before everybody got on twitter because what a different story now yeah like there's no suspense whatsoever now now it's like uh you know the first hour of this movie where everybody's like is there something going on i don't know what yeah. it is we would today we would know this is happening in 30 minutes or less right and she googled it well we'd see it on twitter and we'd brush it off like okay whatever unfollow yeah mass hysteria yeah click yeah i mean you know no we wouldn't brian ibbett we would be walking alongside our slowly moving cars within 30 minutes <laughs> it's such a okay look it, there's such a there's sure. there's such a, a conformist idea here in this movie it's like we don't want to accuse someone of not being who they say they are, but we want people to believe us as well. And there's all of these elements going on. And I thought that part was actually a a, a really good portrayal of what's going on here. Because like the first, well, one of the first times we really find out uh, that something amiss is going. Besides, we saw the shuttle crash and it said, "Here, I found this in my roof. Touch this." Uh, we had uh, we had the lady uh, show up and say her husband. Isn't her husband? And that lady was from right. the uh, '76 version, by the way. She was yeah, Veronica uh, Cartwright. Was, yeah. Cartwright. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I don't know. Just from that, from that little slow start, and just you know, I, I think the greatest fear is in the beginning when it's like, oh, am I going crazy, or is something really going on? And how do you prove it? You can't really prove it. And if you tell the wrong person, you don't know who to trust. Ooh, yeah, that stuff. Oh. Yeah, that's no, serious. it's good. That's it's that's why it works as a as a as a genre. It's kind of a subgenre, and it's a it's a solid take. I just you know this isn't the best version of it, but no. oh man, I don't know why I liked it. I honestly, I feel well, I should have been like Ibit. Like as much as I want to keep taking you down the road, Randy, I <laughs> Ibit's, Ibit's okay. not wrong. I think maybe maybe it was my mood. It just didn't feel like there was any sort of. I mean, uh, yeah, they're telling us there's danger, but there didn't feel like there was any danger. It felt yeah, like. Kid- the kid was never in any real danger. The only danger we saw was the reflection from Nicole Kidman to let us know that her kid was in danger, and oh, I didn't I really buy that. Oh, I, we had I bought, no I idea. Bought, I bought like, her fear, but not her fear for her son. And I, that's the thing. Like The one thing I never could pick up on was her actually acting like a human being. Like 
shit yeah. is so robotic. It's insane that this movie was made and completed and distributed with this incredibly robotic performance by the lead, who's supposed to be the non-robot character mm-hmm. right. um, surrounded by robots. It's like crazy to me. <laughs> Having said that, I really, really enjoyed all the little, the little things. Like, could I go out in the subway and act like a zombie? Uh, you know, and would I, would I be perceived correctly? Like that really intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Ah, I was a little pissed off though when, uh, when her little her her son's friend came up and said, "We know who you are." In the in the uh, train, and she was in the bathroom, and she was like. I just want to. I just want to go in here and do this on my own. Right. Is that okay? And they're like, "Yeah, you're good. Just go ahead, have a good time." Can I convert privately, please? Yeah. <laughs> I can't deal with everybody down. watching me. Yeah. Right. Hold that, your butt down. I felt it was weird. so satisfying though when she threw that kid across the room and he knocked his head. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah. I shouldn't feel good about that, but yeah. Jeez. Right, well, yeah, I made God. I made the horrible error by the way when this film finished. I should have gone to bed. It was late. It was like <laughs> eleven o'clock, and I went. Actually, I need to go farm some stuff in WoW. Maybe I'll play WoW, <laughs> and I'll watch something else while I'm doing that. So I yeah. turned on one of the recommended things at the end of the credits that, you know, Netflix pops up oh. and says, maybe you'd like this. Oh, yeah. It was some Netflix original called Spectrum, I think. Yeah, Spectrum. And it was... It, don't do that for FilmSack, by the way, because here's what happens. Right. I. It was also about weird science fiction stuff. It was also about a weird uh, spore thing. Um, but it was a totally different take on it, and it wasn't Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It was these things that would kill people, but lots of talk of spores and weird technology and science and stuff to the point that just this morning while I'm playing the intro clip of that guy describing what they found from the shuttle crash, uh, I thought I'd screwed up and put the intro from the other movie in here. Now, I, di- I didn't, <laughs> but, I, but I just this is just word to the wise out there for people. If you're going to do a show about movies, don't watch back-to-back movies that have similar tropes yeah, and similar... Very, right, because yeah, you, you, you can't remember which is... Yeah. Which no, and, then, and I'm playing WoW at the same time, so part of it's like, wait, where's, where's the scene where I had to fetch 50 uh, pig pelts or whatever? <laughs> like, it's all jacked up in my head, so I'm hoping today I don't completely conflate the two, but... Uh, if if you're looking for similar throwaway entertainment that's not very good but kind of fun, uh, actually that movie's all right. Uh, the other one's right. Spectrum. This anyway. this film is very derivative. Like I thought of so many previous films while watching it that I got a little bit confused. Like it doesn't have one new thought in its tiny brain. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. It doesn't have any new ideas, and that's the. I well, maybe that's know, what I like. Maybe new, maybe I didn't want to be burdened with too much new information. <laughs> I don't he didn't know. need it because this is a remake, so I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect any really new ideas. Uh, and I definitely didn't. I definitely did not need scientific explanation scene. They could have totally uh, dumped that. Jeopardy. You think because it feels yeah. like all these films have that, and if it isn't Absolutely. here, then you miss it, right? Like it's. Uh, we need to have Joe Scientist explain in words we're never going to understand with made-up content and made-up garbage to say, uh, "Oh, well, no, this is caused by the white blood cells being attacked, and look how they look how they pop like." Uh... <laughs> and also, also, there's a there's a screenwriting process there where you're like, okay. If I'm going to have this, I need to get a sample into this guy's hands. Where do I get it from? And you start working backwards to this Halloween trick-or-treating scene, which right. was a fun little scene. I enjoyed it. Like with the the kids going door to door and the guy with the angry dog. Like that. that's perfectly fine. I enjoyed that. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, whatever. In a movie like this, you expect it. It's like Ibbett said. It's, it's just in there. And it's most the of it's only, made up. And, you know, the, the best example of not having that, I think, is Cloverfield, where you've got all this hmm. stuff happening and you don't ever get the perspective of the the officials, like the people in the helicopter saying, okay, well, here's what this thing looks like. Here's where we think it came from, blah, blah, blah. It's just all from the perspective of the uh, um, the participants or the unwilling participants, victims. Right. the victims. And that could have been a good direction. This, you know, I, I'm kind of seeing your point, Brian, if we didn't have that, maybe I would have liked it better. Maybe it's like a little more mystery. You know, Nicole Kidman never knows what's causing this. She just figures out, Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Cause maybe she uh, thinks it's her it's who's going crazy, but I just never... don't like that. She's the key to solving it. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's that her kid is the the solution and she's the only one who can possibly, there has to be like a, a hundred thousand people who have that AD, I, ADM, took right. ADM drugs or whatever it was. Yeah. There are plenty of good examples is... out there. Like the aliens movies, alien aliens, all the alien movies, especially the first two, right. they are there. They have, exposition about how stuff works and where things are going right. and why are they doing the thing they're doing, especially in aliens, the sequel, but it's so deftly handled that you don't think about it. It's just, right. they're in a boardroom and they're talking yeah. about it and it's like, okay, well, all right. It's not like some guys to sit there and seriously, sternly look at the camera and go, well, what we've got here is the, uh, the xenomorph has the deal with the stuff and the deal. And you know, they don't have to do that. And I would much have preferred this movie not done that. But then part of me thinks if they had done it right, the rest was so bad, it would have been a bad clash. <laughs> right. So I don't no, know. I, the, uh, the other problem I had with this was the, the matter of convenience. Every character that she was surrounded by had a particular set of skills mm -hmm. that I, I'm, like, yes. I'm like, why would she be friends with this? Okay, but, but why would she be in this but, position? That was so but, weird. But you you have to understand the movie is telling you the story of the people who figured it out and so like you're 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 proposing a chicken and egg problem. Like, yes, if random people were selected and the camera followed them, you would not right. have an interesting story. But in the entire population of Earth, a with couple of people happen to be combination. they happen to be uniquely suited to deal with this so, or to understand it. So that's who we're looking at. Oh, so more so than like, I don't know, top scientists. Yes, or apparently. Engineer, yes. NASA engineers who saw this thing yes. and said, okay, well, let's go get yes. these things and analyze what this crap is. And right. Yes. You want that movie? You make that movie, Brian. Of it. Yeah. We're watching this movie now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch that movie. Yeah, that movie I sounds so much better. I want to watch the movie that I'm describing. So this is pretty great. My favorite thing about the trivia I'm about to read you is that they buried the headline hard in this, in my opinion. Let's yes. See if you guys can find yes. it. While filming in Baltimore, Daniel Craig got a call from Barbara Broccoli. Informing him he won the role of James Bond. He yeah. had to take a short period off shooting to fly back to London for the Casino Royale press release. Now, my favorite thing about that line that is that lady's name, Barbara oh. Broccoli, is a fantastic yeah, name. Cubby Broccoli's, uh, she's Cubby yeah. Broccoli's daughter. Cubby Broccoli is the uh, longtime producer of all the... Um, like all the original Sean Connery. Yeah. I don't know who these people are. Scott has really? clearly Scott has clearly not watched James Bond films. I, like want, I want James Bond trivia for Babel Royale. The, 
the name Albert R. Broccoli is on every single one of them so much. Yeah, but Scott. I don't look I at the credits. Know. I don't look at the credits. I'm waiting for Odd Job and freaking Jaws and stuff. Uh, well, you see it before. Right. I think it's one of the few things you see at the beginning of the film, like when they they pan the little uh, the little lens across and follow James Bond. This is now, listen. This now we know. <laughs> now we know exactly when Scott looks over at Wow to collect the bear asses. <laughs> I'm glad Scott. The bear asses. <laughs> I'm glad it. I'm glad it amused Scott. I like it. I li- listen. The name brought. Here's the only proof I ever had of a Mr. Broccoli. I look forward to your report, Mr. Broccoli. That's it. That's the best yeah, I got. Man. I'm gl- so glad we bought you time to look up that sound, Scott. Scott well done. Scott's watching broccoli. It's not hard. I just, broccoli. just have to search for BROC and I had it. But uh, anyway, this, yeah, I had no idea. Film, I don't though, know who that is, but all right, whatever. He's James Bond now. Can you imagine him coming back and going, oh, I got to finish this piece of shit before I get to go change my career forever? That must have sucked for him. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it he was did. enjoying himself. And, and they probably wanted him to cut his hair. So was that his? Was that his hair out throughout, or was that a wig? I think that's real no, hair. That was definitely his hair throughout. Yeah. yeah, they just cut yeah. it real short in, in the Bond things, and I think he buffed yeah. up for that first one. I hope so. He wasn't as he wasn't as God, buffed no, out in this he's movie. So dreamy. He's a he's yeah. A, he's a hunk he is, of a dude. But he looks like he'd be insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> in this movie, in this movie, he absolutely does. I think maybe. Post Bond, I don't feel as much about that way about him as I used to. But like this in the the, the um, ah, Tomb Raider movie that he was in that we saw mm-hmm. here, he's I, I hate him in these movies. I don't like him in this one. I think he's annoying as shit. And the entire time, yeah. the entire time I looked at him I was like, all right, when are you turning? When are you turning? When are you turning? Yeah. Like right. it was just a I matter like of time before he turned, and it drove me crazy. I like his uh, his Logan Lucky. Uh, oh yeah, that was great character, and I feel like. Like, had he not done the Bond things, a great trajectory, a film trajectory would have been like all the Guy Ritchie stuff. Oh, yeah. Him in yeah. Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. That kind of character for him, more than James Bond, I think it would have been a also, really, really interesting direction, direction yeah. I mean, for him. Yeah. Also, like, I felt him very relatable. Like, we first meet him when he's picking her up to take her to work, and you realize, oh, they're kind of seeing each other, but they're not really serious yet. And I just felt like, wow, oh, right. he has so much more chemistry with her than she has with him. Right. <laughs> like, I yeah. just felt like I felt like I wanted to push her out of the car and and replace her and be like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" Yeah. I was right. really yeah, wasn't until they have. Go ahead. Yeah, it wasn't until they stopped making out that I'm like, "Oh, those two aren't together." I thought for the first half an hour right. that they were together as a couple. Yeah. Same. You know, I was I was hoping they would have a little more uh, exposition on how he felt about his gunshot wound to the leg after he woke up from his his spore dreams oh right no hey and, they don't ever explain that does he what's his deal are they married are they together or yeah, is, i'm assuming yeah that's this i'm assuming afterwards they uh they made up and everything is is but good where to is go. he Not at the with the very end where is he is he did they he's always a, at the table eating with her he's, table. it's yeah. a weird reveal too it's like yeah. it's like uh you know they're they're sitting in the kitchen and She's giving her her son uh, food to go take to school or whatever. And then there's talking from behind a newspaper. And we're supposed to be surprised that when the newspaper comes down, it's Daniel Craig. <laughs> right. Who else it's is such a be? weird reveal. Yeah. They also Star Trek episodes of the hell out of the ending of this thing. They, exactly oh, and I the beginning. I, exactly what I wrote because it was like, it was like drama escalation, drama escalation, oh, drama right. escalation, science. <laughs> Five Six minutes before. later. <laughs> can, we, can we have a trope alert? Sure. I got that. Oh, man. It's so far over here. Here it is. 
in order to explain everything else going on in the world, we're going to fill this movie with news. <laughs> Coming at you live, back. I'm over here in the background on the television telling you all the extra exposition that you need to know. Yeah, I do like yeah, the do. I do like the part of that news bit, though, that where they've taken actual people who are commenting on something else, like a plane <laughs> crash or something. And then I done use it. touched it. I don't feel so good anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's something about those all that. Are I great. Like. I yeah. love those. Yeah, we can't keep people half from it. Yeah, half of that, and maybe you know, devote a little more time to explaining who the heck. The you know what I? Is. What oh, I right. really yeah. needed. Yeah. What I really needed at the end was like, uh, you know, a big old God voice, um, and and just kind of a pullback <laughs> and a description of what just happened. Yeah. That would have oh, at yeah. least made it like a little, little maybe a little Morgan Freeman in there, just you know, <laughs> suddenly for no give reason. Me another, give me another quick trope alert, just because <laughs> I want to make sure I right. throw this at Brian Dunaway. Uh, what you really need, Brian Dunaway, is a delicious Mountain Dew. Oh my God! <laughs> mm. Oh no, that kidding! Like, good product it, placement. It's yeah. Well, it starts with this. She's frantic, and you realize, oh, this is a bookend. I'm seeing the end of the film at the beginning. And you realize that, and she she's like frantically looking at drugs and stuff, and right next to the drugs in the store, Mountain Dew. Because, you know, that's where you put the Mountain Dew, right? And right she pulls it up. She pulls it out perfectly framed in her hand for you to read the label. Yep. Do they have, uh, is Pepsi, is, are they a Pepsi company? I can never remember. Are they Coke? They are, yeah. They're Pepsi. Okay, because there's a big Pepsi uh, leader thing that she Coke tipped one over. Coke mellow yellow. Oh, right, right. Mm -hmm. But there's that scene later where she's drinking. She's trying to stay awake with the with the Pepsi leader thing. And it mm -hmm. tips over and spills all over the place when she finally falls asleep in the yeah. store. Yeah. And so yeah. I, clearly she's got some kind of Pepsi I, deal going on. I will guarantee you you could make she a can only cut. She can only drink from two-liter bottles, despite the right. fact that there are probably cans right next to that. But yeah. I will, Man, I will guarantee totally... you you could make a super cut of this film that would be nothing but Pepsi products. Shots of Pepsi products, and it would be seven minutes long. Seriously, right. yeah. And 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 shots of uh, Nicole Kidman with a with a shocked look on her face. Yeah, just intersplice <laughs> those all the way through. She would eventually surgically per make that permanent. No, I'm just kidding. She right. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I have a better chick in the bucket for you. I think. Oh well, here. So, <laughs> better than Malin Ackerman. All right. All right. When she first realizes that something's really wrong, she goes to her office. And as she walks in, you're supposed to wonder whether or not her receptionist and the uh -huh. delivery guy have already uh, been uh, yes. transformed. Yeah, sure. The delivery guy, there was clearly a missing scene with the delivery guy. Like, right. he is introduced, and then it just, nothing. Yeah, no, he, like, you're right. It feels like he's he's just there to, you know, the fact that, that as soon as she leaves the room and he kind of gives the receptionist the nod, it's like okay, they're they're turned and yeah, I didn't buy. I knew she was turned from that second on, but also, but also but, there was another. The no, go ahead. The delivery guy did not follow her into her office and try to spit in her face, and it's like that, uh, because she's what, so what, she's what, so what stiff because the because the lady had the tea and she already spit in the tea i think yeah i think the nod was you got this all right i'm gonna go uh deliver I, these amazon boxes to the people next I, door and, and bar from their coffee this film caused me to spend so much time wondering when that delivery guy was gonna pop up like uh, right that guy was so bucketed Special and i'm delivery. just convinced oh. i'm convinced that there was more and it just got edited out i'm this because i've got like 80 more packages to deliver yeah. so. <laughs> feel bad for the for the aliens who all were ups drivers 
Because they just got to spend their day going, I got to deliver these packages and barf on your face. Oh, the whole day is going to go by so slow today. So was that caviar full of spores? Was it spore VR out there they were eating? Because I knew they they puked into the buckets, right? They did that tandem. Oh, you mean at the conference? Yeah, at the dinner thing, yeah. I think it was just the barf into the the drinks thing that they did. Oh, right. Okay, so from our camera angle, down the center of the aisle, we just see the uh, we just see the two waiters kind of bend forward in unison yeah. and stand up like all robotic. Yeah, that's great. That's great if you're sitting in the middle on the aisle. But there's no way that the people on the outsides of the like, right. the audience didn't what? see these two people horking into the coffee. It, it only works from one angle. I agree. I totally agree. That bugged me and, to no and why end. Why wouldn't you do that in the back? Right. Come on. Because yeah, yeah. right. somebody's gonna see what you're doing. Right. Right. Uh, that's so no, gross, no, though. That's why it worked. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. It, was that the thing, out of all the things? Yeah, by far. That, uh, curled Scott's toes. By far, the yeah. the the two waiters, because mm-hmm. that looked more like they were. I don't know. That looks like they were horking it up. Whereas everybody else was like spider-man out of their mouth like not that big a deal it's so crazy so that every time they spewed it reminded me of an snl skit (laughs) it just looks so dumb because i mean that the spores the spores modified and attached themselves to our brains but did it also create some kind of spray pockets in our throats the science was breaking down for me at that point spray yeah like it's supposed to be microbial and and really only a psychological change that it's doing Mm -hmm. to you yeah but yeah that would that was a bridge too far for me because i i can't really think of a better way to transmit this thing but that was not the way that shouldn't have been the way yeah i I, I tend to agree by the way daniel craig this is not his first uh, trip to the rodeo with Jeffrey Wright. He has appeared oh, in the following well, films together: Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. You're getting all laggy, and I think it's probably for all of us. Fantastic. That's what no, you like. It's fine for me. Oh, oh good now. It was bad for a second, but it's good now. Oh, we're okay, okay. then. We're all good. Brian, you still hear me weird? Should be. I still hear you weird. Oh, that's weird. Mm. You other two hear me fine? I hear you fine. Yeah, I, I'm catching a break every once in a while, but not too bad. Uh, Let me see if I've got anything. I don't have anything going. Oh, you know what? Dropbox all of a sudden. Well, I don't have anything. Oh, yes. It's because. <laughs> yeah. Quit Dropbox. That'll happen. All of a sudden, uh, I get a text from Hammond. I'm sending you all my cake albums. Great. <laughs> so Dropbox is from the Thank you for line. being helpful, Dropbox. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we uh, shoehorn in an advertisement for a whole other podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Right. He, he's Sorry. uploading. Sorry. Was that... He's uploading. Yeah, how would that song go? He's uploading. He's, he's lagging. He's, he's uploading the distance. <laughs> He's uploading for speed. speed. All alone he's with all his alone, bandwidth. All alone, all alone, and he's on soundography.com. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't give the name of the podcast until then, Randy. Hey, whatever. Well, you should. Whatever it takes. You should. You should. All right. You should get on brand a lot better, Brian. <laughs> all right. All right. Daniel Craig and Jeffrey Wright. All right. Felix Leader. Young Indiana Bond. Jones Chronicles, 1992. That was their first uh, gig together. Then they did Casino Royale, which filmed and released in 2006, the same time that this film was uh, filmed, but they did reshoots in 07. So in theory, some of the stuff in this movie that we just saw had Daniel Craig from uh, from post-Bond being refilmed into this, so maybe his hair was fake. I don't know. 
anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Quantum of Solace, of course, in 08. Uh, so those two would go on to do some cool stuff. And the first time I really even knew who uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright was, was Casino Royale. Never even heard of the guy before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love him now. Like, he's great on Westworld. He's great on other stuff he does. Every time he shows up on screen, I go, ooh, a Jeffrey Wright movie. Sweet. I like this guy a lot. I don't think he's given a whole lot to work with here, though. I think he's just there to speak the techno battle and and uh, move on to the next scene. And it kind of bums me oh, out because I think that guy is a hugely talented actor. He wasn't, and, he wasn't in Cowboys and Aliens. That just seems like that would have been a good fit for him, too. Uh, could have been, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think so. We'll see him in a hat uh, It like does that. feel like it would be a good fit. He didn't really, you know, it, basically as soon as he got the beard, then it's like everybody wanted wow. him. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. He had okay. the beard. Didn't he have the beard as Felix Slider in... Uh, the oh, James Bond, like yes, his, yes. I think you're yeah. right. I think he's never lost that since that. I, I know he had that in uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh, he's in mm-hmm. Hunger Games. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's yeah, he's uh, in the Hunger Games movies. Mm. Mind blowing fact that Scott kind of went past there, guys. It's been ten years since Quantum of Solace. Twelve years. Ten years has passed. Twen- oh, what? ten years since Quantum of Solace. Yeah. What's so? That yeah. That feels wow. like such a newer movie to me than yeah. ten years old. Yeah. Ooh, that's Welcome. weird. While yeah, we're looking at IMDb, can I just uh, direct your attention <laughs> to the IMDb photo of our young actor Oliver, uh, played by Jackson Bond in mm, this film? Let's take a look. Uh, okay. He, no updated picture. He he is an actor in Hollywood. Oh. With credits in 2009, 2012, and a credit from last year, 2017. In 2017, he was going to be 21 years old, guys. His picture, I'm going to say six-year-old. He has a weird disease. this movie, probably. He has a weird disease. He never looks older. Just stays the same. Whoa. He's the Emmanuel Lewis of our time. Just doesn't change. That's I true. thought, the, I thought Emmanuel he Lewis was the Emmanuel Lewis of our time. <laughs> yeah, he's a year older than Tristan, and yeah, they're still on his IMDb page using his, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his six-year-old glamour shots. I'm surprised you didn't point us to the uh, the West. Uh, oh, no, the guy we West talked Johnson. about yesterday. Yeah, Wes Johnson is my second favorite IMDb photo. Yes, where is he? There I don't know. Go I'm down there. Down deep. The I'm news. Down, so, I'm, you got to go to the go second ahead. page. It's Wes Johnson. He's credited as the news stand guy that was like telling his wife about how he was into the romance what or whatever. What a throwaway, weird conversation that had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Right. But look at his face. That is the best IMDb fate photo of all look time. Look at his teeth, Scott. Yeah. Look at his teeth. Look at his dental work. What's mm. cool is uh, if you go to that photo on IMDb and then go back and forth between that photo and the next one, it's like angry Wes Johnson. Happy West John- calm West Johnson. Happy West, you know, like going back and forth. This would, would be a fun. Good, it'd be a good gift, wouldn't it? It would be a great gift, yeah. like back and forth. I'm gonna make one. My my third favorite. I actually went went through every single picture for this one. My third favorite is uh, there's a character in this movie called Elderly Lady. <laughs> oh yeah, she likes <laughs> played it. by she played by a woman named sleep. Jean Shirtler. Jean Shirtler. Find her in the list and look at her picture. Jean her IMDb Shirtler. photo is literally of her an old woman and she's smacking the hell out of the virgin mary <laughs> Jean... oh gene shirtler gene shirtler is smacking Jean... the virgin oh, mary yeah, what in is... her imdb that... photo what is that about That's was that crazy. the lady on the train who was whining the about Pecker. the shot it's <laughs> <laughs> not from the movie pecker is it it is from yeah. pecker yeah pecker we got to see that uh edward furlong and christina yep. ritchie what That's... I never, I, mean, like, I never saw yeah. Pecker. I never saw Pecker. 
What was Pecker about? What's the deal there? What's the uh, plan? Is, is it about a guy's Pecker? No, Furlong <laughs> is a is a uh, amateur photographer. Oh, taking pictures of takes, takes pictures of things and gets <laughs> gets involved in in fun little hijinks. Casual hijinks. This is before he went full uh, drug overdose guy, right? Like he's he's a mess now. Am I thinking of the right Edward Furlong? Uh, yes. Terminator, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Terminator. Good job. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Things went rough for him after that. John Connor, our first John Connor. John uh, Connor. Well, technically our second. We never see John Connor, and uh... you're right. Oh no, I guess we do see John Connor because he sends uh, what's his face back in the first. Movie. Oh right, he has oh, a scar down true. his face, and he sends Reese back. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. So By the way, back race. Yeah. I, I totally buried the whole point. Pecker is a John Waters film, Scott. Uh, oh, Pecker is? Yes, it's a John Waters film. Okay, well, now I'm, now I'm interested because I used to be fascinated by John Waters films. But he why, is a fascinating fellow. And yeah. I, if I haven't mentioned it in a long time, his uh, auto, auto, audio book, his audio book where he hitchhikes across the United States is very funny. Yeah, his he did some, was it a podcast or something? He did some kind of multi-episode podcast that was part of that, and it was audio of those trips, and it's okay. he is an interesting dude. It's, that called, it's called Car Sick, and I recommend it. It's yeah. very funny. Maybe it was audio book I was hearing. I don't remember now. Yeah, but it's really good. A good recommendation. Hey, one quick thing about the plot that I just almost forgot to mention. And this makes me think that the rewrites and the reshoots had a had a re, had something to do with my feeling here. But am I the only one who felt like about midway through this movie they were trying to say to us that this was affecting all the men and not the women? Oh, you know, because I maybe I that was that other Netflix movie you watched. No, right, I, 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 I thought about that, but that, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It yeah. was like they. It was always like everyone's husband first, and the boy in the oh. family. And right, not the right. girls That's yet. Men and, are always yeah. taking naps. But well, my, my <laughs> point is, I think so I, fast. I think that was supposed to be their twist, and then it got rewritten, reshot out of there. I don't think they kept it. I, but they started down huh. that road. Yeah, but, and it, and it really it really is solid men for a while. But I think that's also just a a choice because. Man. You know, men zombies are just so much more frightening and aggressive. I disagree. You know? I disagree. <laughs> Women zombies scare me. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> well, that's yeah, a whole different a issue. This, right, right, of, yeah, both right. of those truths can be true at the same time. Randy's take on it, and you being afraid of women zombies can be true separately. Speaking of weird stuff, I, there's there was there was a couple of effects that they used in this film, and by effects, I mean just simple uh, directing. Uh, and one of the things that always freaks me out: something weird about a person with just a wide open mouth coming at you. That's just I don't know what it, like yeah, totally. like the census the census taker. I mean, it was it was intense that he was reaching through the, through the through the door, but every time he would pop that mouth open, yes. while he was doing it, I'm like, oh, well, that's what that no, whole sir. movie uh, Legion was like. the The whole horror yeah. of that movie Legion was based on not the TV show, yeah. but the movie. Yeah. Also, yeah. what is, what is uh, what, that fear? Well, people there's a mouth open. That's why they there do is a genuine fear of that. That's, yeah. that's why yeah. people do that weird effect of making their mouths seem artificially wider, like they'll CGI right, them right. wide, Stretch, wide yeah. open. Yeah, I think it's to well, play on yeah. that fear. You know, and we can all remember from seeing the other Body Snatchers movie with with Sutherland that that he moment where he's hand. like doing ah! the uh, right where he's pointing and doing with his yeah. mouth wide open. Yeah, <laughs> is it horror? I mean, and then I, I don't is, know. Yeah. It's such a it's such a weird thing that gets me. Oh, one more thing I want to say before we do everything yeah. to do. 
I also want to say <laughs> there were way too many shots of mufflers and gas and brake pedals. This dude re- depended on this every time we needed to know that the car was about to go yeah. fast. He would throw it. He would throw a shot in of uh, of pointy shoes here. Nicole Kidman or pointy shoes hitting the gas or hitting the brake, and then muffler shots. Yeah, yeah she hit the brake with both feet on in one shot. Yeah, yeah. That was a it, it was, was a favorite good. shot of this director. It was distracting. Yeah. Or his replacement. It's like okay, director. I need you to get here. We're gonna make, take about twenty shots of you. No, I'm not have a foot fetish. We're gonna take about twenty shots of you hitting the brakes and the gas. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I don't know what that's about either. It's a weird. A weird pick, a weird call on their Ooh, part. There was one more escalation moment. I like this film for escalation. It mm-hmm. seemed it didn't ever seem to escalate high enough, but near the end, when that when that guy throws the Molotov cocktail onto uh, mm. the front of her car mm-hmm. and she's going into the uh, into the parking garage on right. fire. Yeah. Yes, that, that was, was cool. That was pretty intense. Yeah, that there were some good shots like yeah. that. Yeah, like yeah. watch and then just you know helplessly watching from the helicopter. That that whole bit. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. See, oh, okay, way, we found I... something Brian liked. Hold on, this found is good. Something I like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Found something I like. Well hey, you know Plus what I didn't like? Over. By what? the way, and what? I just looked what? at my notes and realized I never talked about this. What? Uh, right. Superman costume. Why do you yeah. need a mask? What's <laughs> a... <laughs> That's true. Well, he had should hair. know better. She should All know right. better because she dated Batman. I oh, Brian, I agree. I, can't, I I don't get to speak more authoritatively than you because we both only have one kid and it's a boy. But boys, man. Little boys, yeah. they choose some crazy shit, and it's the hill they're willing to die on yeah. in the moment, and you just let them do it. It's true. All right, it's true even fine. when you only have one, three, and one of them's a boy. The boy that's, that is so a boy thing, for sure. Not the girls can, but they don't. Don't you feel like as, as a parent, it's your responsibility to make sure that their costumes are factually accurate? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No. I do. I feel that deeply. No. And then, And then the whining begins, and you're like, you know what? Yes. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna he's a he's a knight of, of medieval times with a wooden sword and all the armor and gear and everything, but he wants to carry the Captain America shield. You do you, son. Yeah. <laughs> just right. let him do it. They mix and match. Yeah. It's yeah. part of their creative deal. You gotta let him go. But uh this kid, yeah, I saw that too and went. All right. They're all gonna laugh at you, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. You do what you Watch gotta out do. For pig blood. Kid's a little precocious for my taste, but it's fine, whatever. Kid actors are hard. I, but favorite. I like that. I like I like a, a a strong kid actor when it comes to these kind of horror movies because they're the kids that do stupid crap that get you in trouble because they don't listen. Yeah. It, yes. It, it, it moves things along. I agree. Sure. But I don't. The acting styles in particular is just like you can't. Everybody can't be a Dakota or a Fanning girl. You can't all be Fannings. I get it. But oh, it, did you did y'all see that? Uh, oh, never gone. Never go ahead. Or the kid from the room. What's his name? Uh, Oh, Tremblay. Or room, not the room, just room. Yeah, Tremblay uh, something. It's Tremble. Oh, something Tremblay. Little <laughs> Jacob. T- Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, Jacob that Tremblay? kid's that yeah. kid's amazing. He's, He's really good. Really, really good. He so, can be a fanning. Yeah, he yeah, can be a fanning. I'll bet, I'll bet his IMDb photo stays the same age forever. <laughs> Probably will. Yeah, he'll start yeah. looking weird in a couple of years, and then people will be like, ooh, what happened there? Uh, we can't all, listen, we can't all be Doogie Howser or whatever, uh, who's another good example. It can't all be Ron Howard. Uh, you can't oh all my. be, hell, you, you can't even yeah. be Clint Howard. Actually, you could argue you can't be Clint Howard without Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> there's no, there's no, <laughs> not kind. there's no, well, I'm just saying he's the ugliest I guy in the world. I think it'd be a better world if you were all spore zombies. Well, all right then. Good. Cause I, I have good news for I, you. 
I this is the kind of thing I think about all the time, Scott. Like, would Clint Howard have ever acted in anything, even once? Could he have gotten a role in a commercial? I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he could have done it without his brother. Uh, when he's a kid, yes. He, in fact, the role for Star Trek he got without any help from his brother, uh, his younger brother, and so. That's true. I, I think yes, but then he got weird looking real quick, and I don't know after got that. Weird looking. I don't know after that. I think it. I think the relationship has definitely benefited him. Um, and I don't think any of us dislike him. I think he's awesome. No, oh, he's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad that it's there so that his brother puts him in his movies, and so people get reminded of who he is. And then he does all this B level stuff, and then you know you just kind of know who Clint Howard is. That we're it's a better world because of it. I prefer mm-hmm. him in it than out of it. So. So I don't have any negative feelings about Clint Howard. I'm just not sure, you know, it takes a village, and in this case, a brother. I think he he's he's done well to connect himself to that guy. It's like the it's like the uh, Jack Nicholson character in A Few Good Men. We need a Clint Howard. There we you have go. to have a Clint Howard. That's right. We can't handle the Clint Howard, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, all right. Any final thoughts before we do uh, clips here? <laughs> not final thoughts, but you know what I mean. I well, I what do you what do you what do you guys feel about? Uh, the twist ending. I mean, the the one during the seventies. Uh, the the it was very negative. Of course, it was negative too. The seventies version was very much okay. Well, we're just overrun. Uh, there is no hope. Uh, it's over. Whereas this one was, we are the bad guys. Uh, the spores were actually, you know, making things better. It was apparently a cure for AIDS, according to some of the newscasts that was going on. Uh, world peace had well, broken out. Oh yeah. <laughs> did like the fact that Kim Jong-il agrees to yeah. uh, denuclearization. Like, yeah, oh, where yeah, have I heard yeah, that so. before? Uh, do you think they were really making things better by making us like mindless drones? That was the question, right? That's, mean, that, right was, so that was the world ending. Peace, but we're right. basically just like, hello, how are you today? I'll take one copy of Us Magazine, please. Wow, these stars are just like us. Right. <laughs> beep, boop, so beep. is that would, that, would that benefit the universe more? To uh, to to you know, if if we were less emotional, would that benefit the universe better? No, I mean, not oh, not no. human, not not mankind no. or humankind. No, we need but... to figure out. We need to, to figure out how to solve all those problems and still right. keep our humanity. I think is. I don't think anybody's arguing. Well, you know, those spores—they've got a point. <laughs> they got a good point. They, uh, I'm running on the spore platform, and uh, kind of seeing their point of view on this. <laughs> it's just what fear, humans fear. One of the things our greatest fears is having our our self or our, our ability to make decisions taken away from us or our, our, our autonomous sort of agency right. to make a choice when that's taken away people rebel hard even if they just think that's happening which you can see a lot today in modern society if you just think somebody's here to take away your rights you're gonna mm-hmm. you're, you freak out and you back into a corner like a cat and that's so human like from the beginning of time and this movie plays on that the idea of the body snatchers plays on it. In some ways, you look at it and go, "Look, complete, complete uh, de uh, nuclear. Uh, uh, all the countries are signing the treaty. Uh, even South Korea or North Korea just signed. They were the final holdout. Everything's going to peace and all this. And you could look at it and say, "Oh, well, this is actually kind of great. Maybe humans will live in peace and harmony from now on." And then it's still not good enough. I'd rather. I think I'm. I'll speak for myself, but I think this is where the fear comes from. I would rather live in a complicated, uh, sometimes angry, sometimes lopsided world full of trouble and issues than have my choice taken away from me. You yeah, need sure. to be able to choose. Right. But but with with movies, 
and we're and this movie skirts up on this trope uh where it's a benevolent alien invasion yeah right that's a that's a trope and right. and it's because a screenwriter is like uh i have to come up with a little bit of a twist here i just don't want to do the same thing the aliens are here to kill us so i'm gonna i'm gonna be really super smart and come up with this extra little thing and uh it it actually you know it actually kind of works like I I'm expecting it to just be alien invasion that kills everybody and no action. Oh, I see. I like that. It's not, it's not full on benevolent alien invasion. No, it's right. not. They're here to help. Right. But it's, it's close enough. And by the way, my favorite, they're here to help is scary movie three. Have you guys seen it? Oh, no. So scary movie three has a bunch of alien tropes in it. And uh, in the end, it turns out the aliens only invaded Earth because they saw the ring and they're trying <laughs> to save everybody by killing that girl. <laughs> Isn't the best example of the we're here to help the the abyss? Yeah, pretty. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the, the for for me that's the the only trope that that has ever worked is like no 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 we're here to kind of solve things we're not going to take things over but we've got That's like good. we've got x amount of technology we we're willing to give you guys to kind of help figure your crap out yeah and whatever this topic comes up i always remember the life of brian what have the romans ever done for us <laughs> <laughs> you know we mentioned said. the uh, just realized i looked at the uh wikipedia page we mentioned the reshoots and, and then having to come in we never mentioned the fact that the Wachowskis were involved with the reshoots. We did. We mentioned it. At the yeah. top. Oh, we did. Okay. Oh, yeah. We talked about yeah. that. Oh, okay. All right. Just for, yeah. just for a second. Yeah. Yeah. They we came didn't talk in. in depth about it, but yeah. They came in, did the did a rewrite, I guess, or a bunch of changes yeah. to the script, which then required the reshoots, and then they hired that second director. I feel guy. like they probably rewrote the ending. That's the reason why I was asking because I was like, yeah, that feels like it's trying to be thoughtful. But not get. And I wonder if that would have been if if instead of them just coming in and putting a little bit of spit and polish on it, if it would have been like a way better movie had they been involved from the beginning. Oh, absolutely, man! I would have loved to have seen the crazy things they would have done. Might have been. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're so they were so hit and miss at this point of their career. I I was going to say, like, yeah, uh, two thousand seven, two thousand seven. What were the Wachowskis? I mean, where's uh, where's the one we Julia just saw? Uh, Speed Racer was well, when. Speed Racer was. Uh, was that a round? <laughs> what was that sound? That was from, the, <laughs> from the from the source material, I think they, you know, I thought Speed Racer was. Oh, all Speed right, Racer was two thousand eight. So the next year, V for Vendetta yeah. was a couple of years before, or or right. really would have been around the same time because that was two thousand five. Yeah, so. and, but in that case, they were I, just producers and right, you know, help write and stuff. But yes, yeah. uh, you make a good point. Like there's. They, I would have liked to have seen their version of this probably more than I would like to see Oliver Herschel Beagle. In his <laughs> I would have liked to have seen a, I, I'm, you know, we all, you get too many cooks in the kitchen. You always end up with something like this. I think just one vision, whether it had been Oliver Hirsch Bagel or if it was the Wachowskis, Hirsch, I think. Yeah, just, Hirsch Bagel. Just, right. Hirsch Bagel. Hirsch Bagel. <laughs> if just, if, uh, if they just had been one consistent, uh, you know, vision throughout i think it would have been better he's got a um he's got a he's got a movie called uh let's see this is german yeah das experiment isn't that just the experiment (laughs) does he not know know the german word for experiment the experiment yeah it's but he was he only this wasn't das invasion (laughs) you're right exactly (laughs) 
I mean, that's my point. It's not an English-speaking film. So why is Experiment in English and DOS isn't? What is Experiment? Because is that... Do the, do the same thing in reverse. Some English-speaking people are making a movie called The Macarena. And over in Mexico, they're like, why didn't they call this La Macarena? Oh, I mean, it's yeah. Just, that's Decent that point. Goes. Yeah, it could be that. But also, let's make a movie about The Macarena. Let's make that yes, happen. Please, please. Yeah. I'm looking up Google uh, Translate right now to see what the German word for experiment is. Yeah, yeah Google uh, Translate always solves experiment. It is experiment? <laughs> yeah. It's a German word? <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. We got some German, some German listeners listening to this going, you idiots, he's saying. No, no, so. they're saying congratulations on figuring it out in less than 30 seconds. I think he's he's, he's uh, proud of us yeah. for figuring it out. Very nice. All right, let's, yeah, do, let's do some clips. Uh, where are we? How about this? Hey, how about a deal here? Where is it? I can't find them. Oh, no, I have them. They're right here. How about this? I thought I heard this guy say eBay. So you guys tell me what you hear here, okay? Yes, uh, he did. I already know what it is. All he right, did. here it is. Federal officials are removing several pieces of shuttle debris from a disturbing source, eBay. What? what? <laughs> yeah. Right. eBay. They're, they're trying to get all the pieces of the shuttle, and some of them are already up for auction where people have picked them up and oh, are selling them on eBay. I thought it meant that yeah. there was debris landing on the eBay campus or something like that. <laughs> That's a yeah, disturbing that's right. source. The that eBay is. offices. <laughs> I was, found this I, on the roof. It wasn't until you just said it that it clicked. Oh my gosh, my brain! I'm putting my I'm putting just my pieces of shuttle. I'm putting it up on eBay. <laughs> All right, it makes sense. Brand, now. brand new piece of shuttle. Yeah. A plus 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 would sell from again. Nobody also, ever. Also, yeah. also pop vinyls for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has pop vinyls. Certificate of authenticity. Yeah. Everyone has pop vinyls. It's the way it is now. Uh, the kid yeah. is bad, and I wrote that here. Here you go. Aww. You nervous? Why would I be nervous? Because we've never been apart like this, Ollie. And you haven't seen much of your dad in a long time. I'm okay, Mom. It's going to be fun. But I'm going to miss you. Yeah, you better. We can text each other all the time. You're right. I'm being silly. Okay. I just. We can text each other with... With uh, 2007 level texting technology, which is complete emails done as text. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is which is FaceTime about three years before that was a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, right. this is yeah. 07. It would have been that July that the iPhone was was uh, launched. And even then, it didn't but, have some of these same features. Yeah. But... Yeah. FaceTime was like. Mm-hmm. When did FaceTime It was happen? like when was FaceTime? two generations into iPhone. Mm-hmm. When did FaceTime yeah. come out? This is I'm just curious here. Uh, yeah, we're just going to reference Google on every topic. No, you're right. Now. 2010. So seven, eight, nine. Yeah, like three, two, three years later, there it was. Boom. And now it's ubiquitous. Uh, here's one. Uh, go on, Superman. Oh yeah. Go on, Superman. See, that's when she should have done it, Brian. She should have stopped him <laughs> yeah. and said, "Come Man, here, wait, you idiot." Superman doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> This is right so unrealistic. Um, all right. Him and Bond get together again, I wrote. MedWeb's buzzing with something like this. Labs in New York and Boston log some kind of weird samples. Let me do work upon it. Doesn't look anything like anything. Guys, to me, guys. It's the, Let me do work upon it. It's the MedWeb. <laughs> I think he says you know? work and do a work up on it. But I, but Brian's oh, buzz, But you know what? You're right. It. it sounds like it to me, too. So hold on. Let's hear it again. MedWeb's buzzing with something like this. Labs in New York and Boston log some kind of weird samples. Let me do a work upon it. <laughs> Let me do a work, work upon it. it. Let me do a work upon it. Let me do work upon it. 
Hey, back up. I'm doing some work upon it. Do you want to, do you want to, I didn't feel like I captured that. Can we, can we do a retake? No, we keep going. I'm Beagle. I'm Hirsch Beagle. Hirsch Beagle. Hirsch Beagle never does twice. All right. Um, <laughs> here's a, here's a drive with the boy. Imagine the pickle you'd be in if you didn't know any kids in the neighborhood. Pickle. <laughs> Bread and butter. Dill. Kosher. Sour. Sweet and hot. Gherkins. Uh, Garlic chips. Perky. Aww. She's bad at the pickle game. Just putting it out yeah. there. Yeah. What was those games that we're playing? Does anybody play that game? That's nope. not a game I play. Nope. nope. No. I spy with my little eye. And all you have to do is just say the word, and then both people automatically know the the game is is on. That yeah. we have to come up with as many varieties. Yeah. Exactly. The magic word for the day is pickle. It's horse. Their own little babble royale right in the car. Right. Uh, <laughs> here's uh, what's this? Oh. The Czechs and the Russians fight a lot, and here's how we know. All you need is what every Czech needs, a stiff Russian boot up your behind. It's a pity they don't make Russian boots anymore. They're all made in China. <laughs> oh, poor Robin Colcourt. Yeah, that guy. So it's yeah, Robin Colcourt. Every, yeah, we noticed that. But that he's also uh, um, uh, he was on West Wing. He played the mm. the British prime, uh, was he the prime minister or ambassador or something. He was good on there. Um, but this is a throwaway role. Although I liked it when he was crawling around the stairs and stuff. And, uh, British yeah. Ambassador Lord John Marbury. Marbury. Yeah, when he when he started slithering around down those steps and stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty Ooh. good. Yep. Pretty good. Uh, James Bond says this. Okay, so I have this is gonna be fun. It'll be a little throwback. Here's James Bond or uh, Daniel Craig saying diplomatic immunity. So here you go. Diplomatic immunity. And then I found this old clip from. Uh, Ages ago on film side. Diplomatic immunity. Oh, hey, nice. Of course you do. Lethal weapon too. Yep. Remember that? <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. It's pretty good. Uh, all right. Here's, oh, this lady. This is Ludi. Hello, I'm Ludi. Oh, see, again, a whole bunch of people in this movie that can't keep whatever accent they're trying to do yeah. straight. That's yeah. Celia Weston. Yeah who is a character actress that we've seen in like a billion things. Mm. And uh, she looks like also, my Barb. <laughs> also, I, I get what they're going for, but when I'm watching and listening, I'm listening, I hear L-E-W-D-I-E. Ludi. This That's is what Ludi. my brain Ludi. constructs, and I'm like, what are they saying about this nice old lady? She's very lewd. Yeah. She's, she's lewdish. She's, she's only lewd when she's nude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's a, some stilted dialogue. Carol, are you here for your shot? I had mine last night. I'm glad to hear that. Have you seen Oliver? I'm afraid I haven't. Have you seen? My, wow, my husband Tom Good Cruise to see. Won't let me good to see the auto harp as a musical yeah, instrument yeah, still getting yeah. used to things. Right? <laughs> yep. I, she loved, was also, I loved my auto harp when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Did you? I did like auto harp day on, on music class in elementary school. That was fun. Oh, was... if you went to the right church, every Sunday was auto harp day. Oh, really? I didn't. Uh... Was, uh, was she married to uh, Tom Cruise still at this point in 07, or is this uh, is that gone uh, by then? Pretty close. That should be about the time, right? Mm. Um, I could have sworn that. No, because, I mean, he was with uh, Penelope Cruz during Vanilla Sky, and that was... Oh, he was around the time of this, wasn't? wasn't when did Tom Cruise? This when is great. When did Tom Cruise die? Is the number one search? Jeez, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, really? Divorce. Is Tom Cruise what? my Tom Cruise? 
Nicole Kidman. What I hear you guys saying is you really want me to talk about Scientology. No. Get your emails ready. No. 2089 to 2001 where it was Tom Cruise. Oh, that's long over then. All right. Yeah. Okay. So he's either with uh, Penelope Cruz Penelope or, uh, or Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Maybe yeah. he was jumping up and down Oprah's couch about this time. I'm not sure. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yes. Let's see. I could tell you. All right. uh, Penelope Cruz, 2001 Vanilla Sky. They ended in 2004. Yeah. Katie short. Holmes, 2005 to 2012. So oh. this would have been, yeah, he would have been involved with Katie Holmes at this and- time. And so was he getting younger with each partner? Uh, yes. His partners were getting younger with each Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, okay, you're right. You're right. Tom Cruise is is not getting younger, but he's definitely not getting older. Right. <laughs> Who's he Tom, married Tom to Tom Cruise now? had a, like a magical pause button at age like 30. <laughs> I think so, yeah. He was married at Mimi Rogers for a few years? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. All right, so he's had three wives. He's currently not with anybody. She was the one who got him into the Church of Scientology. Oh, Mimi. come on! It'll be a good time. Come on, Mimi Rogers. Tom Cruise did? marries for life, and life is about three or four years long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was with Patty Skialfa and Cher. Yeah, dude. Cher. Wow. So, Tom. so it's funny. As soon as he got into Scientology, so like, all right, he was with Rebecca De Mornay, who was older three years older than him, Patty Schialfa, who was nine years older than him from Bruce Springsteen's band yeah. and Cher, who was 16 years older. Then he got into Scientology and then it was like all women that were like 10 years younger. Wow. <laughs> what is Cher? What's it like living with Cher? That's what I want to know. Let's get it. Let's get I don't some. Know. I wish she could turn back time. Yeah. <laughs> That's her voice. Get off that battleship. Here's a, if you could make the bed. <laughs> That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> How come you only got a single tooth in the center of your head, you'd say? Hey. Uh, here's a great exchange, and it's also my final clip. Here you go. How can we know if we've got it inside us? We can't. We just have to make sure we stay awake. Oh, man. Serious business there with uh, yeah. Jeffrey Wright. Let's do the checklist. <laughs> The checklist is like this. They got Daniel Craig, too. No. Check. Uh, Before Kidman invested in plastics. Check. (laughs) Get it? Because, you know, she's all rubbery now. Uh, Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Wright's only job is to talk techno babble. Check. Hey, Star Trek stuff. We got one connection, according to Daryl, but we know there are more. Because Brian and I looked at that dude with the crazy face. Yeah, Wes Johnson. Yeah, and he's voiced like, I don't know, 10 Star Trek video games. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if Daryl's thing accounts for video games. It probably doesn't. It might not. Yeah. But John Meyer did stunts uh, for William Shatner in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, also for The Voyage Home. Uh, in TNG, performed stunts as a science division officer of the episode Lonely Among Us, and he performed stunts in Star Trek First Contact. He's also doubled for Shatner in the, <clears throat> in the 80s television series TJ Hooker, mostly for driving car stunts. He was also doing stunts in this movie. So there you go. Well done, John Meyer. You are our only cinematic connection to Star Trek. Uh, soundtrack great. I'd say it's fine. Whatever. I don't remember it. What was what was the soundtrack like? You guys remember? Uh, a lot of auto harp. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, okay. Auto harp. It was it was it was intense when it needed to be, and yeah. uh, out of the way when it didn't need to be. Did so. the job you think you know like functioned? Okay. 
All right. I could have gone. I could have gone for a proper score. Sure. Yeah. You know, big orchestra. That thing I watched after the Spectrum or whatever was um, Tom Holkenberg, who did or Borg, or say, who did get uh, over here. He did Mad Max Fury Road, and it's an, it's a really good soundtrack, but the movie's not very good. Anyway, moving on. Hey, a Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. As tradition states, let's start with Randy. The invasion. Scary touching happens and changes people, but it doesn't matter because it solves itself. People all over the house standing around staring at you and spitting in your mouth. Just like Saturday night at Ibbett's house. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The scary touching starts at 8 p.m. Ooh. (laughs) I'll know when to leave. Hey, uh, Brian Dunaway, you're next. The invasion. Like guzzling a bottle of Mountain Dew. In the end. You're probably going to spew. Hey, has anyone seen Bobo? Bobo. Oh, Bobo. Boy. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about Bobo. Oh, Bobo. Chicken in the bucket. Snap. Bobo. Yeah, snap. Dog in, dog in the trash. Yeah. Dog in the bucket. Dog in yeah, the bucket. Dog in the trash bucket. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. The invasion. Don't want to turn into a mindless drone? Don't fall asleep. Don't want to fall asleep? Don't watch the invasion. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> really good. Good on ya. Well done. Uh, all right. Alternative titles have just been handed to me. This is intense. Let's see here. I got this little card. Uh, this is the, these are the names the movie almost was. They almost titled it the following. First up in the block was, you have to be kid manning me. Ah, <laughs> kid manning. Yeah. Or. Let me out the car, mom. Yep. There you go. Or better than Scientology. But what is it? <laughs> all right. Hey, hey, look at this. An email. Got an email from Leventual. Oh, sorry. Levent Lavaltulania. Anyway, Lassie from Finland. I don't know what the. Oh, it's no. about the. Sorry, this movie. I'm trying to say a name that's the movie's recommending. It's called Lava 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 Tubes. Lava Lantula, I think is what it is. Oh, Lava Lantula. Oh. Yes, the 20, Lava Lantula. 2015 volcano avalanche, right? Uh, With tarantulas. It says, yeah, yeah. it says giant. <laughs> uh, sorry, a giant lava spitting tarantulas, and the cast of Police Academy. I have nothing else to say. You what? know what to do. Lassie from Finland. How many? Uh, the police academy. What if we it's have the a question. What if it's the what entire thing? What if we don't know thing? what to do? We know what to do. We need to get it on the list and watch this. Dude, lava oh. spitting tar- tarantulas. And like Michael Winslow's probably in this or something. I'd just like to point out Scott did know what to do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so hold on. Let's look it up. We can do this. We have the All technology. Right. Uh, uh, 2015 TV movie. Oh, oh my gosh, here. dude! Sci-fi Steve Gutenberg, Mia Peoples. Oh, uh, wow! Mia Peoples in forever. Michael Winslow. I'm not. He's not kidding. Wait, Tarantula. Uh, it's a giant lava what spewing tarantulas. What if it really is a lava spewing? It's a really yeah. They've really figured out how to combine those two scary things: lava. And tarantulas. I'm so Guys, what if the, is in this. Oh, great. What if the police academy actors all enjoyed making police academy together and they just all live together now? Mm. And they're just like, we're just going to make other movies. And is every there, now and then one of them escapes into the wild. Yeah. Is there a desire for a uh, police academy reboot? Um, yeah, always. There is one always. being made. Uh, isn't it just called Super Troopers? Uh, maybe. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it's not really an academy. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I've heard that there's one in the works. I can't confirm that, though. I don't know where I heard that, so uh, don't count my... Ian I heard it at my mouth just now. I just said it. <laughs> Ian Zering is playing his Sharknado character because basically this is Sharknado universe. Oh, right. is it really? This is a sci-fi yeah. 
film. Yeah, I'm assuming. Must be. Yep. Yeah, must yeah. Be. Sounds like it. Uh, by the way, Steve Gutenberg's IMDb photo looks like he's embarrassed to know me. Like, just look at the way he's looking at you. <laughs> embarrassed to know you? Yeah. Like or just whoever... embarrassed to be Steve Gutenberg? No, embarrassed to be looked at by whoever's looking at him. So just look at that don't photo at and go. He just looks like, mm, I don't really. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't like looking he's, at me. Uh, he doesn't look like the old, uh, I don't know. He just doesn't look. Oh, he's not the old boy-faced uh, actor. Aged, yeah. 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 Do you guys, did you ever see High Spirits? Uh, No. Is that good? Oh no, I wouldn't. Mention, I wouldn't mention it. But it's good, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have no idea what that even is. Tell me. Yeah, more. it's. Uh, oh, it was. It was. It was bad. It's a Chong ghost movie. Right. No, I'm. I'm always watching for it to see if it it comes around again. But uh, it is uh, got Liam Neeson, Daryl Hannah, Steve Gutenberg. Uh, so it's it's this weird haunted hotel kind of thing oh i remember this you're old, old like uh he's an american she's a ghost vacation romances are almost always a hassle oh yeah. my god hassle high spirits hassle. just uh i want to uh submit your weekly reminder that all five of the first five sharknado films are on uh netflix streaming boo you can <laughs> you can watch eight hours of sharknado the the first one has uh john hurd the last one has dolph lundgren yeah i just saw john there's hurd a, in something what did I just there's a frankie muniz sharknado in there i thought it was hmm. muniz is it muniz i don't know no, it's how, how would i know it's i don't know it's muniz. i thought it was muniz it is Muniz. Wait, who's Frank? Who, wait, the kid, Malcolm in the middle. That's Malcolm the, in the middle. Okay, right. <laughs> I don't know why I did the emphasis that way. Malcolm hey, in yo, the Malcolm middle. In the middle. <laughs> the second in one the is. Middle? The second one stars Mark McGrath. I know how to pronounce that. Yeah, it's not McGrath. <laughs> wow, from Sugar Ray and Entertainment Tonight. Wow. <laughs> oh, Sugar Sharknado Ray. Two. Right. right, Mark McGrath. I forgot about him. What's I he doing? I love him. Yeah, shouldn't have. I don't remember. You know, every morning well. there's, there's a, a halo point. hanging on the corner of my girlfriend's four-post bed. <laughs> oh man, the '90s. Let's never go back. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, just live there. We got a couple of emails from listeners. Uh, that was one of them. I want to read this other one from Stephen Forrester, who says, "Hey guys, in your episode about Hot Fuzz, the group liked that it felt like most of the bad guys not killed. I don't know. That's a weird sentence. However." Do you think some of them would have been housed in the prison cells at the police station where the sea mine went off? If so, wouldn't mm. some of them have died in that explosion? Thanks, yeah. Stephen Forrester. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think a lot of yeah, people probably just... died in crossfire and stuff I like thought... that, too. But, you know, we're not shown. But that's also part of what I liked about the movie is it didn't need to. Like, it was just, hey, all this crazy stuff's happening in this town. I, it, it's probably my favorite film sack we've seen in 2018. I really like Hot Fuzz a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Especially right. in 2018. Guys, we've been scraping the barrel. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. There have been some rough ones. Uh, it, uh, it really made up for some of the other garbage that we had to watch. Garbage did it, poo. Did it pre preemptively make up for the invasion for you, Brian Ibbett? No. Okay. Nothing, <laughs> nothing could make up for the invasion All for right. me. Well Nothing done. could bring balance to this sacking. That's right. <laughs> Our next Listen, the invasion was good for what it was, a film sack movie. There you go. Let's never speak of it again. Well, next... Have I got something for you next week? Yeah, what is it? What are we doing? Next week, we're going to watch The Way of the Gun. Now, maybe you haven't heard of it, but I'll have you know it's the directorial debut of one Christopher McQuarrie who's having a moment. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie is the guy who wrote The Usual Suspects and uh, some other films, became a director, 
and has just been on a tear. He's directed Jack Reacher Bad movie. and the last two Mission, Mission Impossible films. Great movies. He and wrote and directed those three. Yeah. But way back in 2000, he wrote and directed The Way of the Gun. And, uh, you know, it's got a little uh, Ryan Filippi, Benicio Del Toro. We're going to watch Juliet it. Juliet Lewis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. It sounds like a, you know what it sounds like to me? understand a word Benicio Del Toro says in this film? <laughs> never. We're never intended <laughs> to know what that man is saying. He flip you. Right. Flip you, is what I'll say. <laughs> Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah, having a moment. You're right. But that Jack Reacher stuff sucks. He also <gasps> he also wrote The Mummy. Dude, Jack Reacher sucks. <laughs> that, the Jack Reacher movie? Are you kidding me? Do we have a disagreement here? The Jack Reacher yeah. first movie bummed me out. I thought that movie was terrible. Did not enjoy oh scott i didn't like it i didn't like it at all the only redeeming quality of that movie is it had Werner herzog at the end as the bad guy and he's cool but other than that bummer bummer town usa putting it on our i'm putting it on our lookout list no i don't want to watch it again i don't want to watch it again the brian's and i will give you a week off scott he also (laughs) he wrote we will have such fun he wrote edge of tomorrow which i loved he wrote the mummy which is terrible like, he's got a spotty record in some cases, but then when he does well, he does extremely well. These last two extremely Mission Impossible movies are amazing. They're really good. Mm. Yes. So, and so. maybe he convinced Benicio Del Toro to enunciate. It could happen. Do you guys remember Enunci- The Tourist? Do you remember The Tourist? That terrible movie with uh, Angelina Jolie, Johnny Depp? Remember that? I remember it existed. I did not watch it. It's horrible. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen straight up, period, across the board. Wow. He wrote that. So I'm just saying... It's not You're perfect. A lot of crap. Too. It's not perfect. You know, it's got some, it's got some stuff. We'll find out next week on Film Sack. Yeah, we will. Uh, that's next oh, week, wow. right here on Film Sack. Come on back for that. We're never doing Jack Reacher. I'm telling you now. I'll veto it. I'm not. Doing it. <laughs> uh, let's see, or the sequel, which I have not seen. Um, all right. Well, that's it then. So be here next week for that. Our website is filmsack.com. You can leave us uh, emails at filmsack at gmail.com or right there on the side if you'd like. Also, leave comments on the blog post for each episode. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at FilmSack. And uh, leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Ooh, we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Go on, Superman. Yeah.